0: I need a live young skinny twink to suit my needs.
1: That would be the saddest moment ever to download the emoji keyboard.
2: I'm here to make you guys a little less hetero.
0: Hello and welcome. We're back. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com, episode 32. I'm your host, as always, Brian Beckner. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for being involved. Thanks for telling your friends. I I mean, I knew this show was gangbusters, but I hadn't... I just used the word gangbusters. Wow. Probably the first time. Probably the last time. Uh, I hadn't really had a look at the... What, how we were doing as far as downloads recently. But I, w- I took a look and was pleasantly surprised. You guys are telling your friends. Um, you guys are liking us on Facebook. The Baller Lifestyle Podcast page on Facebook. Go to that. Like that. Share it on your page. Tell your friends to like it. Help us grow the show. Tweet about it. Subscribe on iTunes. Do all those things. Follow me on Twitter. Um, today on the show, a couple things going on. Well, I'm hoping that we'll talk about this. Tony Dungy said some shit, and it was kind of late, kind of broke today after we'd already talked about what we're going to talk about, but hopefully we discuss Tony Dungy. But in addition to that, sports stories. Uh, my man Dion Sanders had a school. And as soon as I tell you that he's got a school, you can forget about it because it's closed. And, I mean, I think the news shouldn't be that Deion Sanders' school closed. It should be the fact that he had a school. So we're going to talk about Deion Sanders and him having a school. Uh, The Buffalo Bills are for sale. And there's there's a potential rock star that could purchased the Buffalo Bills, and it's like basically the most synergistic sports ownership thing I can think of. So we're going to talk about that. And you know me, I am a big, big fan of any time an adult female teacher seduces a willing young man. And I'm not talking that little kid, okay? Let's fucking clear things up here. Guy that's old enough to make decisions on who he wants to bone, which is, you know, like 16, 17, by that age, like you want to have sex a lot and you can kind of decide who you want to sex by then. Uh, and that happened recently, but there's, there's a sports angle to that story. So we're going to talk about that. Another teacher, in this case, coach sexing, uh, and uh, non-sports, a lot of non cool non-sports stuff happening. Like, I don't want to give a, I don't want to shoot my wad on this story, <laughs> You guys will get that in a minute. Uh, but there's a guy got, a woman was not happy with her man's performance and so she tried to kill him and it's, there's the details of that are pretty funny. We're going to talk about that. Also, we need to make a ranking. Like, I like to rank things. I'm not like super into ranking stuff, but things need to be ranked sometimes and I'll, I'll just let you guys think about this and maybe you could You could send me this in your mailbag, in the mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. What is your favorite or which would be the best to least or least to best quick service restaurants, fast food chains that you would want to have sex in or around? Think about that. Uh, Also... It's sweeping the nation. Like, I'm not tired of it. I'm not going to be tired of it for a while. Of course, I'm talking about the game. How fucking old is this guy? It's going strong. We're going to get back into how fucking old is this guy this week. And of course, closing out the show as always, we'll we'll bring on our bachelorette and pop culture correspondent, Kate Fancy Sauce, to discuss everything that happened this week on the, the Men Tell All. Things got chippy. Things happened on The Mentel Tell All. Uh, we'll discuss that, plus some other, like, there's one really good story that I sent to her that I hope she talks about. Um, I, it really, really is interesting to me, and I think you guys will like it too, so stick around for the end because uh, there's a really, really good fancy pop today. We're going to talk some pop culture, gossip, and of course, Bachelorette. Joining me now, as always, New Jersey's finest sandwich, the mayor of Hoboken, Ed Daly. Ed. How are you,
1: my friend? Hey, Brian. I was originally going to just talk about um, Hoboken is very close to New York City, so I go into the city a lot, and I was in the West Village, and I texted you about it, that I saw uh, kind of a, not not a new gay trend, but an overwhelming gay trend in the West Village. It seems like the new thing is for everybody in the West Village to have... Uh, handlebar mustaches. Yes, and, I mean yeah. everyone. It looked like I was hanging out with the the eighty two Milwaukee Brewers. Um, yeah, uh,
0: Gorman Thomas was he yeah, around?
1: Exactly. That's was that's he? what I'm thinking. Of. Yount, Gorman Thomas, all yeah. those guys. Vukovic. Well, you know, you gotta be gays. They really have it all.
0: No children. They have two income households. No children. They have nice belongings. They know how to dress. They're really up on what's happening in fashion. And they really can just tell everybody to fuck off about how they want to look. And if those guys want to rock handlebar mustaches, could be – you never know. It could be some kind of gay coat.
1: I've I've seen it in the past, but I've never seen such a high percentage. Like there's something going on. There's a movement, and I kind of dig it.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm into it too. And I feel like if you're a gay man and you know, I'm always soliciting uh responses from our audience, and everyone knows we have a giant, sure. giant gay following on the show. Um I some of my gay listeners email us mailbag at the ballerlifestyle dot com 'cause I want to know. Um I feel like a gay man with a handlebar mustache is exclusively into twinks. I feel like that's how you, that you're letting people know like look I'm a top I'm all man. I'm the one that controls the sex in this relationship. I need a live young skinny twink to suit my needs and oh that's the way you broadcast that right Much like much like the hanky code that I was and guys do yourselves a favor. Go on Wikipedia or just type in Google. Type in hanky code. It'll take – there's a very robust Wikipedia page about the hanky code. Much like the hanky code, I feel like the handlebar mustache is like, hey, this is what I'm into. I'm letting you know. It's it's right here on my face.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say the uh, – yeah, that's, that's kind of a code. Like these handlebars don't ride with bears. No, no, definitely not.
0: <laughs> definitely but, but,
1: not. But yeah, you know, while we're on the gay topic, yes, I, I figured this is a good time to talk about the uh, the holier than thou Tony Dungy.
0: Uh, I'm so glad you brought this up. Give, give, in case you haven't heard, by the time you hear this, it's a pretty big story. I feel like most people would have heard of it, but give, give everybody sort of a heads up on what's happening with Tony Dungy. Ed.
1: But the short of it is, he was interviewed somewhere. On, I think, a smaller media outlet, and then it went national. I think it was in,
0: like, the Tampa Tribune, because apparently they read newspapers down there.
1: (laughs) And he he just flat out said, I wouldn't have drafted Michael Sam. And then he kind of said something like, I I believe in his right to play, but that's just too much of a distraction. Right. So the guy that prided himself on, like, second chances and and doing the right thing by people and you know he's he's a he's a god-fearing man and and here's this guy who's not willing to give a guy his first chance exactly and then but then he said well it's it's fine if it's somebody else's problem like you know he's not he's not a coach so all he has to say is something in support of him if he really does believe in his right but he had to make it clear he wouldn't have drafted him which is indi- is indicative of the fact that you know he's he's got a problem with with uh, the gay lifestyle. Absolutely,
0: he's a devoutly religious person, and that clouds his judgment on what is fair. And he's a homophobe, and don't don't tell me that this isn't homophobia because it is. Well, absolutely. I, I mean, what boil down or just clarify, clear up what he's saying. He's saying he won't do what's right because doing what's right is too hard. Right. Which is that's a bullshit cop out, and it tells you all you need to know about. Tony Dungy, who's a huge fucking phony.
1: And it's also... It it would be so easy for him to say the right thing. Of course. Because he's not actually making personnel decisions. I'm sure those decisions were made. I'm sure people made those statements behind closed doors. Of course. But Dungy... Dungy... All he has to do is say the right thing. But he, in his heart, believes that's not the right thing to do. And so he's saying, yeah, I believe in his way. And then today he was backpedaling. He's like, I never said he shouldn't get a chance. It was... It's just, you know, the distraction, I wouldn't want that. Like, he was he, he used to love to talk about giving second chances, and he's not willing to give a guy Yeah, a let's chance. not forget,
0: this guy championed Michael Vick's return to the NFL. He, he, quote, mentored him in his return. Right. So what's his message exactly? Like, guys who were just released from federal prison for brutally murdering living creatures aren't too much of a distraction. Right. But guys who love guys are. exactly
1: and and i think it it, because he's mr god squad and he's soft-spoken like people think he actually has important shit to say and he the reality is he's a one-time super bowl winning coach who won it with maybe the best quarterback of all time in his prime really great against against one of the worst quarterbacks ever rex grossman (laughs) yeah at some point someone and it's a really,
0: like, sort of a credit to him, the way he branded himself, like, everyone, like, goes to him as, like, the Buddha, and they're like, what's the right thing to do in this situation? Let's ask Tony Dungy, because he's got the greatest moral compass, and he's a big faker, and he's, uh, he, look, I don't begrudge anybody their religion, but you don't, you can't tell me that, he is using the teachings that he's supposedly following and and using them in a way that makes him discriminate against a person who he's supposed to love. And he, to me, he's always struck me as a huge faker, and I, I can spot him from a mile away. I don't know how this guy ended up as the guy that we're all supposed to go to for our moral compass in the NFL, but I never bought into it, and I still don't. Fuck him. And he's a he's a boring as
1: shit analyst he's, too. Yeah. I don't understand why people want to listen. He's not a, he's not exciting. He's very bland. He's scary looking. Let's <laughs> yeah, say. like I don't want to go there,
0: but yeah. he's a little bit scary, <laughs> a
1: little creepy. And uh, you know, it reminds me of of friend of the show Ted Alexandro. One of his yes. stand up yes. routines talks about how like these people presume to know exactly how Jesus would have felt. And so he said, "Well, then I'm just going to presume that I know what Jesus would have felt. So I'm going to say that I think, uh, you know, if Jesus were around, he only would want to watch gay defensive ends in the NFL. <laughs> right? Exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's
0: exact. Well, it's true. Jesus accepted all people. Right. And, Jesus, and people have
1: interpreted that and uh, interpreted that in a million ways. So right.
0: yeah, Jesus so did interpretation the hard thing.
1: Is he, he definitely craved gay defensive ends.
0: Yeah, yeah. Jesus didn't take the easy way out, Tony. He took the hard way out on the cross, buddy. Think about it.
1: Um, uh, yeah. What's up with you?
0: Well, as you know, um, the only thing I want to talk about right now is the new emojis. They're supposed to come out. Oh God! They're supposed to. This can't be happening. They're supposed to come out in July. It's we're nearing the end of July. I don't see any new emojis on my phone. I don't know if I have to go get them. I don't know how they're gonna arrive to me. But I need them, and we have a list of some of the new emojis. Where where do these lists come from?
1: Like uh, what? I, I, to who, be honest, I have no idea how I would. Not that I'm craving it, I have no idea how I would get to an emoji. But, is it like after the 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 pound symbol on the keyboard? You, like where you is You have it? to
0: install the emoji keyboard
1: on uh, on your phone. You have you don't have be- you don't even have the emoji keyboard. That would be the saddest moment ever to download the emoji keyboard. Well you just know you go into your
0: settings and you go into keyboards and it's got languages. There's all sorts of languages on there, but one of them is emoji. And then once you enable it, on your keyboard there's a little icon, it looks like a little earth. Oh. And you click on that when you want to express something with emojis. And there's a lot of cool ones coming, but there don't yeah. I don't there's super cool. N- there's no fingers crossed. <laughs> which I look for a lot. I don't think there's an egg coming. I I notice I go for an egg a lot, and the only egg emoji on the emoji keyboard, it has a chick coming out of an egg. And I'm not I'm not serving balut. Like this isn't the Philippines. I'm I'm talking about a hard boiled <laughs> egg usually. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. So there's a you know, the emoji keyboard, while great and you know, one of the most important things there is, is not perfect. And look bottom line is I need these new emojis. I see that there's going to be a camping emoji. We, we don't need that. We don't need camping. We don't need camping. We need, like, if the camping emoji's just camping with the, the red line through it, then I'm cool with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like,
0: no smoking, but just no camping. My, my girlfriend, who is, you, you got to find, and you know this, Ed, you've been married a long time. You just had an anniversary. Yeah. You guys sit on the same side of the table with that anniversary, by the way? Did you, do, you, know did you take my advice? It,
1: I did. I did the opposite. They sort of you sat across they the room. To, they, they sort of <laughs> tried to like push us into a table where we were like touching legs. You got you got your own like, table. I moved. I had to move my plate to so I wasn't touching legs with her.
0: Uh, what was that? Oh, girlfriend. My girlfriend and I. You know, you gotta. You need to pick a mate where it's like you can agree on most things. Like I know that I am partnered with someone that will never bring home a kitten.
1: Mm-hmm. It's Im- that's a, that's an important it's thing. It's
0: important to me to know that I will – that to make it clear that I will never share my home with a cat. And I've chosen a mate that also would never have a cat live with her. She loves animals. She doesn't want to live with a cat. So that's good.
1: That's, prob- that's probably the most important thing she, in a relationship right. for me. I agree. M-
0: my girlfriend, also not a camper like myself, anti-camping. Very important. Yes, Very important. camping. What the fuck? But she uh, she alerted me to something – that, have you heard of glamping <laughs> no, I thought this was I thought this is what the guys in the west village with their handlebar mustaches would be into yeah, glamping
1: it seems like it and yeah. they might
0: be, but she said it's glamorous camping I don't know what that means how, how could that how's that even possible like you have a no. butler you're like richie rich <laughs> yeah, not into camping all right well new emojis Certainly anybody not that into knows glamping. anything about new emojis like What's like? Are they already out there? And I, I gotta get them. Mm. Like I need these ooh black hard shell floppy disk. Like there's a lot of weird like <laughs> steampunk like tech stuff on the emoji keyboard that I don't get. I'm sure somebody does get it. I don't want to explain to me.
1: The floppy disk though. Are are you are you texting somebody from 1992? There's there's
0: there's already like a couple different CDs on there. Like in case you want to send somebody uh, an emoji oh, no. of a CD, I don't use that one. Sad. There's ooh, there's a motorboat. You know, I'll be using that one. <laughs> I'll be like on, on text my chick on my way home, and then the motorboat. No. Yeah, the motorboat <laughs> emoji because that's that kind that's like flirting.
1: Well, that's that's love. There. Yeah, that is.
0: All right, dude. We've digressed too long emojis. Anybody wants to talk emojis, that's all I want to talk about. So anybody want to like get in an emoji combo with me, let's talk about it. Um, that's, that's all I care about, mailbag at theballoflifestyle.com. Ed, what's going on? We already talked about Tony Dungy. What is going on in the world of sports? What is happening
1: that we need to tell people about? Well, pretty jarring news. It was announced this week in Fort Worth, Texas. The Prime Prep Academy is facing closure. Yes. The Prime Prep Academy opened with much fanfare two years ago. Prime. Because, it, because its founder, one of the great thinkers of the modern era, <laughs> Dion Sanders, backed it. <laughs> Brian, how surprised are you that the one-time close confidant of MC Hammer would run an organization with improper financial management? <laughs> and for a man with such stellar command of the English language to be accused of, get this, not complying with state education code. <laughs> that's
0: crazy. Well <laughs> I did I did love that he named it after his nickname.
1: Right. Like, Everything is probably prime. That's that's prime
0: prep. That's pretty baller. And I like I like I read the article and I like now knowing that Dion Sanders has Twitter. Which <laughs> I didn't know before. And he and he does tweet and he's and he said my former co founder, D.L. Wallace, was a crook and heartless, capitalized both crook and heartless, and we are still suffering from his devilish ways. Oh, no.
2: <laughs>
1: Dion I mean, had nothing is, to do with it. He is he the his, cor- na- his, his name is, is the school is named after him. His nickname. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's somebody chose, else's fault. He had to choose that partner. Right. <laughs> of course. Nobody, nobody forced him into it. He knew exactly what he was dealing with. Of course, I just find it funny. Like that guy, uh, Stern used to play clips of when he hosted the uh, Miss USA pageant, and just butchered the English language. And I'm I'm gonna try to get, I'm gonna try to get a clip of the entire time he refused to use the letter S. Like he would say, "Miss Sarah South Carolina," ask, and he would like never (laughs) no pluralization. Yeah, let me try this one, see if we can get it. practice reading these ahead of time. Uh, no. The delegate from Vermont, has Ask. There
0: it is. <laughs> Delegate from Vermont Is he
1: is, Ask Are you sure no, He doesn't He doesn't ask He what, asks Was this a, a Political convention With the accents On the wrong syllables right. It was a mess Any Anybody out there Who just wants to laugh For ten minutes just go. Just go to YouTube and look up Deon Sanders Miss USA pageant, and you'll you'll die of laughter. Well, I feel
0: terrible for the students at <laughs> Prime Prep. I mean, I feel terrible. You know, people- the parents. Yeah. The
1: parents should be rounded up. Anyone who enrolled their kid in Prime Prep, like that's as bad as that's as bad as leaving a kid in the car with the windows. On well, it.
0: has anything positive ever been started by someone with a Jerry curl? I mean, I just the the Soul Glow Corporation. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, Well, good luck to. I'm sure they'll get some more funding. Also, like, what do we know? This is in the Fort Worth area, which is near Dallas, which is part of Dallas, and everybody knows that Dallas fucking sucks. It's terrible. It's a terrible place. And Austin is great. Austin's great. Yeah, Houston got a lot of listeners in Houston, and we and they've they've let me know Dallas sucks. So, uh,
1: yeah, fuck Dallas. Uh, Okay, next story. Football fans in western New York are pinning their hopes of keeping the Bills in Buffalo on an unlikely savior, John Bon Jovi. (laughs) (laughs) The former hairband frontman turned arena football league owner turned man from New Jersey that talks like an extra on the movie Lonesome Dove is part of an ownership group who intends on keeping the team in beautiful Buffalo. Brian, how excited are you with the possibility of seeing JBJ in the owners box? I feel like it's the least
0: he could do since his CDs are still playing in every Camaro in Western New York. <laughs> like, that's they've supported him for so long, the least he could do is buy their football team and keep it there. Also, like I don't know if it's like how tough your team is when the owner has the same hairstyle
1: as all of your mom's friends. <laughs> Yeah, frosted tips. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I love just the – you're right about they must play that music because when you look at footage like when CBS pans in and out of the commercial break or they show like the tailgating scene and you think it's footage from the 1991 Bills. Yeah. Like there's – There's no it difference. It just looks like a, a, a place lost in time. It looks
0: it looks like that movie Heavy Metal Parking Lot. There, It's just a bunch <laughs> of like Judas Priest fans hanging out except it's fucking really cold. Like,
1: yeah, like like bone chilling. Yeah, like
0: JBJ should buy the team and move it somewhere warm. Like JBJ doesn't want to be cold, freezing his ass right. off in Buffalo.
1: Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna have some serious like earmuffs on. He's yeah, he's he's gonna but because he can't wear a hat, you know, he'll never wear a hat. Show off the, he has to wear those show off the frosted tips. Yeah, just,
0: and is he gonna bring like you know like the the LA Kiss? The, there's an arena football team and. <laughs> Anaheim called the LA Kiss and it's owned by Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley. And so it's all (laughs) like Kiss branded and there's like a band there. Somebody's telling me they went to a game. There's like a band there and like go-go dancers. So does this mean that like John's going to bring like Tico Torres out there with him and Richie Sambora? Like it's going to be like a a – like there's going to be a Bon Jovi concert at every game, right?
1: right? It's going to be like he's going to have a press conference. Good news, uh, citizens, of, citizens of Buffalo. I'm keeping the team in Buffalo, but I am changing the name to the Steel Horses instead of uh, <laughs> <laughs> instead of the Bills.
0: Uh, that's pretty good. Well, I, I hope that happens. That that's <laughs> more aging rockers should own more things, as I always say. Uh, yeah. uh, what this? Oh, finally, yeah. Get to this story.
1: The daughter-in-law of sporting goods behemoth, Mike Nike, was arrested on suspicion of having improper relations with a student. The Eileen Wernos lookalike, Melissa Bowerman, was arrested at her home in Fossil, Oregon, this past week. Bowerman, a track coach, was accused of doing bad things with a 17-year-old member of the track team. Now, her husband, John, the son of Bill Bowerman, the the, uh, founder of Nike... Also coached the program, and he was irate and threatened to resign himself. It's your guilty until proven innocent, and I didn't spend six years in the Marines defending guilty until proven innocent, he told the Argonian. Now, John has a point. Yes. But then if you look a little deeper, you see that this is Bowerman's second chance. Just two years ago, she attended the prom with another student and was fired. Nothing happened, she said. It was just ping pong, discussion about classwork, and a few slow dances. (laughs) Brian, your thoughts?
0: Well, first of all, the victim, the air quotes victim, was 17, so I would argue that there was no no harm, no foul here.
1: I think this is an end of a... a pretty good run we've had of good looking women oh, yeah. she's, betting students like she's well she looks like she's faces a meth picture yeah you know?
0: she's not cute she has crazy eyes and i feel like i could you could line up people and i could just walk down the row like you, you could just do an eye line up like get everybody to stand behind something that just shows their eyes and I could walk down and just pick out the potential pedophiles based on their crazy eyes and she definitely has <laughs> crazy eyes.
1: Yeah, crazy eyes.
0: Very crazy. I, I do like the irony that this crime occurred in Fossil, Oregon and <laughs> she's married to a guy who's 75 years old. Right. like there, She's like 43 or something. There's no way he could satisfy her. I mean, she's he's 30-something years older than she is. Of course she's going to go out there and, you know, I mean, she probably shouldn't troll the track team. And I, I don't know if this is germane to the story and I don't know if this is going to get me in trouble. But I'd very much like to know the race of her victim because I feel like these teacher sexing stories often have like a forbidden fruit aspect to them.
1: Billy Falau. yeah could be could be i just
0: feel like there's they're exposed to something they might not have been exposed to before growing up and they're like you know what that's young i want some of that uh yeah obviously i just thought of another problem yes
1: nike air yeah and a high school teacher yeah i i that seems that seems like it, it, i don't know maybe you're just doing it for your love of track and field but it seems it seems like a, a pretty big come down from the Nike fortune. I know Phil Knight hoards most of the cash, but they must have some real dough. That's right? true. Like why?
0: If I had Nike money, like this is this like somebody calls me today and they're like, "Hey, turns out Brian, you're the Nike heir, and there's a hundred million dollars in a trust fund that we're just now telling you about." Like next week, this would be the Ed Daily Show.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty sure I would not be uh, coaching high school track in Fossil, Oregon. Yeah,
0: I would be on a beach somewhere,
1: sexing people of an appropriate age. Might I might just, with girlfriend. that kind of money, Yeah, <laughs> with that kind of money, I feel like I might be the, uh, wear the tops and tails of like the, you know, the oh, old rich yes. people of the 20s. <laughs> <laughs> Wear the big top hat. Good day, sir. Yeah,
0: dressed dressed like the Monopoly man. Yeah, I don't. She's obviously. Well, that's this is what these predators do. They go. They become the band teacher. They get a game room in their house. I never trust that guy in your neighborhood that's got that. That's got the rumpus room with a pinball machine in it because he's exactly he's up to no good. Uh, yeah, it's an odd story. Uh, okay, Ed, you ready to talk about some not sport? We've already covered sports. Sure.
1: We covered football, baseball, track and field. Yeah, we we covered it We're all. The
0: sports show of record. Yeah, this is known. Well, um, a couple things happened this week that I was hoping we could get to. And number one, of course, is the woman who shot her man for being a weak ejaculator. Oh, <laughs> I mean, talk oh. about <laughs> being hard to please. A
1: Mich- that's that's a lot of pressure. Totally. You know this one's coming. A
0: Michigan woman convicted earlier this year of shooting her lover in the stomach has been granted bond set at $10,000. The prosecutor called the facts of the case a little bizarre, which is <laughs> – other than that, how how would you like to play, Mrs. Lincoln? Yeah. Which is a polite <laughs> understatement. 50 Eight-year-old Sadie Bell oh. said she shot the man when she suspected him of cheating because he didn't pr- produce enough ejaculate when they had sex oh. that night. Uh, my all-time favorite noun, by the way, ejaculate. It, it is a pretty good it's, one. It's pretty great. She also said to the police some very graphic things about how she expected him to perform. She was a cheap date, she liked sex, she expected him to be able to do what he's promised, and she said, in essence, to quote her, she was pissed off, so she shot him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ed, does being shot for the inability to shoot meet the definition of irony?
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I, uh, I didn't really... So, what do you think... I, I assume this was not going in a hidden place, so she was right. she was expecting ropes to be shot at her, uh, and she looks like a cross between Spock and Shonuff from The Last Dragon.
0: I miss Shonuff. Shonuff was awesome.
1: <laughs> Am I the baddest mofo low down in this town?
0: Right. Like we like if he was worried that she might not. Well, first of all, she does not sound very fun. She's no, like,
1: she doesn't look very funny. Well,
0: definitely not. But she everyone has their own level. But she was like, You need to fuck me like this for this long, right. you need to ejaculate seven if ounces. Guys don't and, handle pressure like that. Yeah, like what no guy's ready for that. Uh, that's That's a lot of pressure. A lot. A lot of pressure. And of course he wasn't able to, you know, produce. Also, it says later in the story, like her whole deal was that she thought that um he didn't produce enough ejaculate so that she took that to mean that he was having sex with somebody else. And uh, then, then the story goes on to say that they're, they're both actually married to other people and that they're, they're in like a 15 year um, affair together. So wow. she's, uh, she seems sane. Uh, yeah. But you know, maybe <laughs> I've found if you go a couple days, like leave it a couple days. If you're, you know, you really want to, Show her how much of a man you are. Just, you know, eat healthy. Drink a lot of water. Like, stay hydrated. Don't – try not to ejaculate for a couple days beforehand and then, you you know, you give her enough. You give her a fair amount.
1: I don't – to to be shooting somebody over it, she must have been expecting ropes. Like, you (laughs) might have to – you might have to stay stay off uh, the – yeah, you you might have to hang back for a good year.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, really, really let it build up. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's it's a very crass story, but very important. Um, and we'll we'll follow that. Hopefully, uh, they, the, these two lovebirds can work it out. Um,
1: I lo- by the way, I love the comments at the ba- bottom of the story. First one, <laughs> dude needs to start drinking pineapple juice.
0: No, she was <laughs> She wasn't complaining about the flavor.
1: Uh, people are the best
0: Apparently, apparently pineapple <laughs> juice changes the flavor Right Alright <laughs> uh, right. Ed You probably know about this one Is a very big story Report Couple arrested for having sex On Chipotle roof <laughs> For one Delaware couple The spicy food at Chipotle Just wasn't enough According to USA Today, witnesses reported seeing Michael Sue thirty eight and Nicole Germack twenty seven having pretty good school. Yeah, good for him. Having sexual intercourse on the roof of a Chipotle restaurant. This is the best part. When police arrived and ordered the couple to stop, it reportedly took approximately 20 seconds for the couple that. to obey the officer's orders. I feel like Michael Sue needs to hook up with, with the chick from the last story because this dude can, <laughs> can he, obviously perform under pressure. Yeah, he feels no pressure. Yeah, he's, like, he's like, hold on. I got this. Give me about 20 seconds. <laughs> Ed, I need to ask you. Where does Chipotle rank in the hierarchy of quick service dining establishments on top of which one could get his fuck on?
1: <laughs> well, the roof, I, I feel like a lot of these places, the roofs are like stucco. Yeah. That would be a horrible place to have sex. Hot. Hot? Yeah, very hot or very spiky. Yeah. I, I maybe gravel on top. Fumes. Like it doesn't seem like a good place. Yeah. And the fumes, right. The fry, the fry cook birds. Just, oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, and she looks. Her eyes look like she's possessed. So I'm guessing she was. Yeah. Uh, she was convinced to have sex on the roof. They were both through, fucked uh, up, chemical reasons for
0: sure. Like, why didn't they go? Why didn't they go to the restroom? Like, that seems like a better place
1: than the roof. Also, like, uh, wait, hang on a second. Yeah, but. The restroom of a place that serves spicy food—that's <laughs> true. Probably, That's true. probably the smells in there would kill your sexual appetite.
0: Also, this happened in Delaware, which is like basically suburban Philadelphia, as far as I know. So, I mean, Delaware
1: is pretty awful.
0: It's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like what? Like would anybody notice? I feel like people are just having sex everywhere and like shooting up and smoking crack. Like, do how hard did whoever, which, whichever rat? called the cops on them. have to look to see people having sex on top of a building.
1: Right. And who's, who's reporting that? I mean, if you're eating fast food, probably the best part of your day would be to catch somebody having sex on the roof. <laughs> Absolutely. And I would put like – I've never been
0: inside of a Chipotle. I've eaten Chipotle but only when it's been brought to me. I've never been in one. But I put them like they're probably a notch above. I feel like that's like a kind of a highbrow fast food place to be banging. Like much better, much they, better than Taco Bell I,
1: I, or Wendy's. I have right. It's it's definitely a step above the uh, you know the bottom feeders, and you don't you certainly don't want to have sex at Mc, McDonald's. One for the filth and, and other because of the earth tones that they have <laughs> in there. True. That's true. it's true. It's not
0: very – and the odor. <laughs> a lot of earth tones. I feel like McDonald's keeps not, the bathroom pretty clean. Not a clean, sexy
1: though. environment. Like they're Yeah, but it's not a sexy environment. Yeah. Lots of earth De- tones.
0: Definitely not. Maybe maybe once they remodel, <laughs> the sex appeal might be, <laughs> might be a little higher at McDonald's. <laughs> Uh, All right, Ed. Excellent job. (laughs) Now we got to talk. I'm really excited about this. It's time for the the game that's swept up the nation. It's the hottest thing going on the internet right now. Of course, I'm talking about how fucking old is this guy. Not a day goes by that I don't get a hilarious text or tweet or Facebook message about someone that I – or an email about someone that I should – you bring to this game. I like to find my own though. And I'm not, I've, you know, a lot of times it's kind of hard, uh, but I'm ready. And Ed, you want me to start? Go for it. Okay. Because I was reading a story and this made me think of it. You remember Ben Stein? Sure.
1: Bueller. Bueller.
0: He's He's in like a million commercials. But it turns out he's also like some sort of conservative pundit and he was pundit.
1: Yeah. he, he, he wrote speeches for Nixon. I think wrote
0: speeches for Nixon. Well, I was just read a story in page six this week that he was. I don't know if he's married. I don't know what the deal is, but he was writing very, very racy text messages to some Asian woman that's an art per- performance artist. Also, if you're a performance artist, like I feel like they need a new. Like artists should be like, can you take the artist off that person's name? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Because, You're just you know, somebody I, does weird dances in spandex and annoys yeah. people.
0: Yeah. I've never I've never seen a performance artist and thought, oh my god, that guy's so fucking talented.
1: My uh, my like, mother in law one time got us as a gift oh, like no. an anniversary gift or something, uh, some sort of performance art like dancing thing in New York and there were no seats and you just stood there and oh people god. in spandex were like all like doing shit in front of you. Does she even at, know you? Well, she's 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 one of the weirder women I've ever met. But yeah, I just sat there with a horrified look on my face. They didn't serve booze. Oh my and god! At the intermission, I grabbed the misses and we went to the nearest restaurant because we were going to get dinner after. And I was and like, let's see if we sign. can just let's let's see if we could just get a uh, get them to bump up the reservation.
0: Yeah. Uh, Okay. Well, this made me think of Ben Stein. I'll just read the story. Ben Stein wrote in a bizarre magazine column last month that he's still like a hormone crazed teen who gets (laughs) mad crushes on every beautiful woman he meets. But one woman targeted by the supposedly harmless Stein told page 6 on monday that the married grandfather father is nothing but a manipulative leech who gave her money <laughs> and then begged to touch her even though she's pregnant tu- Tanya Ma, a 24-year-old pregnant performance artist, said she contacted oh, Page Six to tell her story because she doesn't want you,
1: Anytime you get approached by a man sexually and you contact Page Six, you know some weird shit has gone down. Of
0: oh, course. Also, I love that he gave her money and she still, she still had to report him because he's so creepy. <laughs> it
1: mean, wasn't good enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get, you know, like, women can be kind of attractive when they're pregnant. I'm not really into Asian chicks, but to each his own, Ben. But it made me think. It made me, I thought, man, I had not thought of this guy, and it said his age in the story. And I thought, I had to bring this in. Ed, Ben Stein, how fucking old is this guy?
1: Well, I know he had a, you know, a political history. Yes. But really, the benchmark is Ferris Bueller, which is eighty six I believe because i can eighty six I can remember that as the summer where I fell in love with Sloan oh, um, I, was, I
0: was very into Sloan myself
1: very I much remem- into Sloan I,
0: I remember I w- had I visited my dad in Arizona and he took me to the movies and we saw this movie. I was eleven years old and I was very much a I was discovering myself as a man at the time right yeah, and Sloan I
1: was, made a lot of appearances yes, in my yes yes.
0: Yeah, she was super attractive. I don't know how she's holding up these days. She's a good how fucking old is this guy. Yeah. But Ben, that was 1986. Okay, 1986, that's
1: 28 years ago. Now, he was that monotone, not looking so sharp. I would say, and he worked for Nixon, which Nixon, I think, I think Nixon got the boot in like 73, 4? Yep, yep. I'm going to say Ben Stein, 28 years ago, was about 50. I'll say he was about 53. He looked older than that, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I'll say he was 53 28 years ago. That would make him 70. Oh, wait. No, no. That would make him 81. No, no. no, wait. Yeah. 81. 81 years old.
0: 81 years old, Ed. Ben Stein is sixty-nine years old what? today. Which Wait, so Bueller doing the ba- doing the backwards math would make him forty-one years old, <laughs> roughly the same age as you and I. Oh when he, no. when he was appearing as the monotone teacher Christ. in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, wow. Sixty-nine only. That's that's
1: impressive.
0: You, he, I mean, you, you were coming in a little low. I think wh- you did the math wrong. You were coming in a little yeah. low in the eighties because I was thinking he he looked close to sixty, like well into his fifties at the time of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and here it is twenty-eight years later or something, and uh, he's he's still only sixty-nine years old.
1: Yeah, I would have definitely thought he was in his early 80s. Well, it's good to know that he's he's aging well and not acting creepy at all in his older years. Um, yeah. my, uh, my guy, I remember when he premiered on TV fondly because I still remember it was the night that Doug Williams lit up the Broncos. And the show premiered after the show was Wonder Years. The dad from Wonder Years, Dan Loria.
0: Dan Loria, the dad on the Wonder Years, the grumpiest dad, really, really, made every Real time surly,
1: he, I, I had a, I, I dug the older sister on that show. She was like college ooh, when the show Olivia started. Olivia
0: Dabo, very, yes.
1: very sexy.
0: I was into her as well. Also was coming into my own at a time when I was watching her on television. Yeah. Um, one time I was working, I was working in LA and the... the, the uh, shop I worked at. I worked in a uh, PR firm and yeah. we used to go like to get, you know, cause we're writing shit all day. We would go like to, we'd get all burnt out on just drafting stupid press releases all day long. Yeah. We'd go take a break and me and the, a couple other guys that worked there would go shoot hoops at this park down the street. Yeah. And one time, uh, we were playing, I've told this story before. One time we were down there, we were like playing 21 or whatever horse and, uh, And it was hot. It was, like, middle of summer. And I look over, and Fred Savage walks up and just stands, like, right at the edge, like, uncomfortably close to our game, like he wanted to get in it or something, and just stands right there at the edge of the court and just watches us. Just lurked? Just lurked. And not for, like, five minutes or seven minutes or ten minutes, but for, like... 25 minutes. He just stood there and watched us play. And I'll never forget it because it was the middle of summer. It was super hot. And he was like fully decked out. He had jeans, shoes, and a he- thick, heavy Princeton
1: hoodie on. And, and was, was he sweating or was he one of those weird people that doesn't seem to... Field climate.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was just, and he wasn't like the. By the way he was dressed, you could tell he wasn't looking to get into a game. Also, we weren't playing a game; we were just shooting around, and there was other games going on around. He just stood there and looked at us. Just had to watch, just watch us play basketball for a while. <laughs> Do you remember that, Fred? I'm sure he's a listener.
1: <laughs> well, I, one of my buddies knows him. Oh, really? He, he directs. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. A, he's a big director. He'll direct, he is. direct commercials. And so uh, I I think I've heard he's a good dude, but I I don't know, I bet he, I, I don't know his sure climate, climate abilities.
0: I used to also, like occasionally when I was younger, people would get, I would get Fred Savage like as a lookalike. Mm. You know, it's not the best one to get, but I could but sort the, of see not it. not
1: the worst when Wonder Years was a big show.
0: Yeah, he's a cute kid. So I was thinking, well, maybe he's scouting me to like be, you know, <laughs> I'm about to be Such discovered. Double. Yeah, he, I need to, to be it. thrown
1: out of a moving car and I need Becky yeah. to do it.
0: Well, his old man was was a grumpy, grumpy old man. He had gray hair. This show was on in the late 80s, early 1990s. Uh, I I always got bummed out. Once in a while, they do a scene or an episode that would where they would bond with the dad and the dad would be cool and the brother was a dick. But I really was always put off by the dad, Dan Loria. And he seemed like an older dad at the time. I would put him in his mid to late 50s. Uh, I would say he was like 55 56 at the time we're talking 19 we'll say 1990 which was 24 years ago 56 plus 24 70, he's 80
1: years old Dan Loria is today <laughs> happy is birthday 80 years old happy birthday Dan Dan Loria was born in 1947 which would have made him 40 at the time of the January 88. 88- Wow. premiere <laughs> 40 years old yeah he was our age and he oh. had olivia diabo as a uh as a daughter who was a believable a believable daughter it yes. wasn't it didn't look weird that a, that like somebody was that close in age to him because she was probably like 25
0: right plus the mom was not you know cast to look 40 years old either right like, they were supposed to be an older looking couple no, he was 40 when that
1: show premiered. Wow, 40 years old. Well, I fuck it. That's a great one. So he's 67 right now.
0: 67 years old. Two years <laughs> younger than Ben Stein. <laughs> Unbelievable. They're the same age. Unbelievable. Uh, all right, Ed. Great, great stuff as always. Great how fucking old is this guy? Great, great everything. sports. Great, great. Great us. Ejaculation. Like, really, really into everything that we've talked about so far. But, of course, it's time.
1: Let's get well-rounded. You know her music.
0: We're bringing on. It's time for Fancy Pop. You know us, Ed and I. Hashtag hetero. We don't know what's going on in the world of pop culture, and that's why we bring her on. It's Fancy Pop with Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy?
2: Hey, guys. I'm, hey here. Fancy. I'm here to make you guys a little less hetero, if that's possible. Uh, it's...
0: Would be difficult because, as you know, we're the most hetero guys <laughs> there are. We don't That's
2: know true. any of this stuff. Nothing. R- I don't even watch The Bachelor.
1: Brian, Brian led off the that. show spending several minutes talking about emojis, so
2: uh,
1: he, you're not going to make him too much less hetero. I really I really want my new emojis. He's more
2: into emojis than a 14-year-old girl. Yeah. Were, I don't even uh, know
1: how you get them. That's, uh, that's how far on the other They're
0: on your phone. Ed, Ed and I were looking – I told him how to do it. Ed and I were looking at the list of the new emojis and we saw that there's one for camping.
2: Oh, is there one for glamping?
0: Yeah. My that, most hated uh, word. That, that I explained to him what glamping – but why would you need a camping? Um, there should be no camping emoji. There should be no camping.
2: Because there's a lot of bogans out there that like to camp.
1: The only only (laughs) thing worse than camping are offshoots of camping.
2: Yes, I agree. Glamping. (laughs) Totally.
0: All right, Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? Tell us what is happening.
2: I don't know where to start because it's all so exciting to me. Um, Okay, I wasn't aware of this, but did you guys know Steven Seagal was a blues singer and guitar player? Apart from being an epic action <laughs> only movie
0: actor?
1: only in my dreams,
2: only in my dreams.
0: Steven Seagal is the best anything he wants to be.
1: <laughs> he's a, he's a big blue blockers fan, right? He wears those cheesy blue sunglasses.
0: Yeah, he's. I need to get to the bottom of what's happening with his hair system. I think it's a, a combination of a system and a spray can. He's got both things working in there. Whatever they are, they're awesome. Yes, was
2: pretty good. He's a good.
0: How fucking old is this guy?
2: Um, well, he's not only the best at those two things. Yes. he's the best at being fake best friends with Here. psychotic Russian President Vladimir Putin and talking about um, how he's the world's greatest leader. And really supporting the annexation of Crimea, calling it entirely reasonable, which has upset some people in Estonia, where he was supposed to be headlining a music festival, which he has been dropped from. Uh Oh, no. Can
1: can you imagine just how bad your country is doing when (laughs) Steven Seagal is the headliner?
2: Well, I think that this is, like, how well they're doing. Like, for them, this is, like...
1: You may know him as the (laughs) the star of Under Siege 2 30 years ago, Steven Seagal.
2: I named one of my koi fish Steven Seagal. (laughs) Uh, I love him so much.
0: Yeah, I can only imagine the lines of people in the rain lining up (laughs) to get their money back on that ticket because they're like, Steven Seagal or GTFO.
2: A spokesperson (laughs) from the festivals quoted as saying, We hope the Estonian public would first foremost, see Steven Seagal as an actor and a musician. It turns out what they saw was rather a politician and a henchman. Wow. Not very (laughs) complimentary. feel
0: bad. Steven Seagal, huge in Estonia. Okay, Kate, what else is going on in the world of pop culture? Uh,
2: Okay, so our Celebrity Couples Crisis of the Week update with Ellen DeGeneres and Portia DeRossi. It's come to light, or there's a headlight stating that, apparently Ellen cheated with a mutual friend. Whoa. A woman, obviously. Uh, Yeah. So, um, which prompted Portia's recent trip to rehab.
1: Uh, Uh, Any any talk of who it is? No,
2: I've been trying to find out. Apparently she had an affair with one of their mutual friends right before um, Portia went to rehab in May. I thought,
0: see, I get all my... Gay information via the um, HBO show Six Feet Under from a decade ago, and though the gay couple on that show could just. Fuck. They were like in an open relationship and they could just go out and bone anybody they wanted to anytime.
2: Let's not really like get into the stereotypes. Well, I just assume. I'm like,
0: oh man, that's awesome. Like good for those guys. They get to (laughs) go out and do it. And I thought it was the same. You know, I just thought that was everyone.
2: This led to those big blowups that Portia was apparently videotaping. So this is like adding fuel to the fire. This is, you know, on top of it, Ellen doesn't want it getting out that she's a cheater.
1: I imagine Ellen is pulling top-notch talent.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I reckon I, – I think you'd be right there. Well,
1: I mean, Portia de Rossi's no. Port, she got Portia in her prime yeah. and
2: – She's apparently only 41, Portia de Rossi. Yeah.
1: El, Ellie, Ellen's 56. Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah,
1: but she's – with that kind of money, she she looks 21 to a lot of – Right. She, of she's like
0: – She's like any captain of industry. She goes right. out. She wants to get a little pussy. She goes out. She flashes her wad. She got probably has a sports car. These guys have ways of... of- attracting pussy
2: fascinating listening to you like just, Break it down just
0: being famous probably gets a lot of broads coming over and talking to you so yeah i'm excited so for this the divorce plot, this yeah, is the, gonna be a high the, dollar divorce the
2: plot thickens we don't know whether they'll get divorced or not they're trying to work it out ellen has a lot of um let's make up money and right. Portia's like you know she's got a pill popping problem but she's been in rehab they can
0: live separate lives
2: Maybe they've worked through it,
0: right? I would. I predict. This is my prediction. Portia de Rossi will, re, much like Anne Haish, will return to the arms of a man and the ultimate fu to Ellen. Oh, she will be. take half of her money or as much as she gets in the prenup, and, and share she it will with
2: her new dude bounce
0: off and bounce right onto a
1: penis, and Ellen will be super bummed out. No, I predict. I predict that Ellen the next big news about ellen is she's going to turn a high profile actress Ooh, that would be the ultimate return yeah yeah i think i, I think ellen sudden, is 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 like the in the pecking order she's she's brad pitt she's all this- yeah.
2: She's, she's, I the feel like warm. Portia yeah. might be a little unstable oh, for, um, sure. for Ellen now. Ellen's like nervous. Like she's probably going to have to divorce her and pay her off. Judging. She's gotten a little skittish. Yeah. She, oh, she knows where I the like bodies her. are
0: buried. She knows what an evil human Ellen, Ellen is. And I've been and saying Portia. this for years. Um, and yeah. Portia clearly unstable. Anyone that saw her face in the uh, last season of Arrested yeah. Development—it was shaky. She had she had had done lots of things that a purported forty-one-year-old woman wouldn't need to. But she do. She didn't
1: need to at yes. all. She didn't
2: need to at yes. all. It's she's really good-looking sad. It woman. Me out. Yeah, she's it really hot. Okay. It's way worse. Kate, okay, what then, else is going? On? Oh, this is my favorite story. <clears throat> um, Ed, you may not know who Baron Hilton is, but he's Paris and Nikki Hilton's younger brother. Um, I don't know what he does for a living. I assume he does nothing. He's an
0: heir. Who? Who
2: is this? His name's Baron Hilton. He's heir to the Hilton fortune. He's Paris I, Hilton's younger brother.
1: I think I've said it before. I kind of think you two are just fucking with me and adding <laughs> Hilton people and Jenner people.
2: Kardashians.
1: Each week. I, like, I, have, I have no idea. I, I didn't know there were this many people.
2: Yeah, I wish we were making it up, if only.
1: This is a great story. Um,
2: He's back in the headlines again. After being assaulted in Miami in December, allegedly at the direction of Lindsay Lohan, who accused him at a party of talking about her to her boyfriend, she apparently, he claims, had her beaten.
0: Lohan ordered a code red on Paris Hilton's brother.
2: Right, so this time...
1: um, Oh, this guy looks like an 80s villain. I just googled him. <laughs> he does.
2: <laughs> no, he looks like the vill- he looks like a villain from Harry Potter.
1: I've never seen he's kind a of Harry like Potter a boy movie. man.
2: Anyway, um, this time his wounds come at the hands of none other than Jeremy Jackson, aka Hobie from Baywatch.
1: Whoa!
0: Yeah, <laughs> Hobie, Hobie from Baywatch threw down Who's on Paris looking, Hilton's
2: brother, looking a little roided up.
0: Well. Last we saw Hobie from Baywatch, he was on Celebrity Rehab detoxing from his That's right. steroid addiction.
2: Mm-hmm, likes to juice. Um, I'll just read from the story. Paris Hilton's younger brother, Baron, was reportedly in hospital on Sunday after a brawl broke out at the Hotel heiress's rented beach house in Malibu, which she's reportedly paying $65,000 a month to rent. The fight involved former Baywatch star Jeremy Jackson, 33, who claimed he was attacked and struck in the head with a bottle about 2 a.m. by Paris, her friend Brandon Davis, and others. Reality star Jasmine Waltz, who you may or may not know, was a contestant on UK Big Brother last year. I don't
0: know Jasmine Waltz.
2: Um, She's pretty attractive. (laughs) She was... um, she was in the news a while back when David Arquette and Courtney Cox were splitting up. Apparently, he was banging her while wow. they were separated. Wow. Apparently, though, Jasmine hit Jeremy Jackson, Hobie, in the head with a bottle what? after he and a few friends entered the beach house uninvited and things turned sour.
0: Um, I love this because Jeremy Jackson went with the Do You Know Who I Am card. Mm-hmm. Cruise <laughs> no. to and party the and they're no. like, you can't come in here and he's like – do you know who the fuck I am? I'm Hobie from fucking Baywatch. Right.
2: He's since called the people who attacked him, quote, unquote, degenerate fame whores.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> here's the thing. They're like, no, you can't come in. Meanwhile, they knew exactly who he was. They're like, holy shit, it's fucking Hobie.
2: Right. They're like, get out. You yeah, know, they wouldn't let Hobie We into don't want party. you chilling at our party.
1: I just Googled Jasmine Waltz. Uh, what what's what was her role in this? Because she is like a she b- was good one version of, the of Megan Fox.
2: She apparently she's, hit him over the head with a bottle.
1: She's, uh, but she's looking like a a very much improved version of Megan Fox.
0: But well, I'm yeah. gonna need to Google her. She's uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, do. She's British. But, but but by the she's attractive. But by the looks of Baron Hilton, Hobie exacted his revenge with those steroid-addled fists of his. Yeah, he's got some.
2: <laughs> Guns.
0: Yeah, is that now? Is that from the ass kicking he got in Miami, or did he get that? That's at the hands Miami. Of, uh, oh,
2: and there's no pictures of Hobie's face. Mm, well, I'm let's, just going to call hope, him Hobie. Let's
0: hope Hobie beat his ass.
1: As as somebody who came of age as Baywatch was making the rounds, the Hobie scenes worst. Uh, worst. They were the worst. Second worst was was that woman <laughs> that they seemed it seemed to be like the chaperone for he, he was... the One Piece. Was so, the Hobie scenes were real tough when you were just about ready to make something happen.
0: Right, right. I was a big, I can't remember her character's name, I was a big Yasmin Bleeth guy. Of course. She of course. didn't, she wasn't packing a lot of
1: uh, upper body strength. Well, no, nothing like the woman in the uh, the One Piece. That's true. She oh, yes. had, yeah, yeah, she yeah. had yeah.
2: a look she at killed a it. Of downs to me.
0: Yasmin Bleed? Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought she was super attractive. She's obviously... You should go
2: back and look at her. Yeah, now. I'll check her out it again. Might change but,
1: but the Hobie scenes, I'm I'm in favor of anyone beating him up because Hobie created <laughs> a lot of awkward situations where I was really ready for something to happen
0: I and then g- Hobie
1: I, came on.
2: Right. I get you. Hob- Hobie
0: sucked for sure, but in this... Case in this situation. Yeah, I'm Team a, Hobie. He, I'm
2: team he, He's a hero. I
0: feel like he should go through that house and just beat the fuck out of everybody because he's fucking Hobie from Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay, Kate.
2: That's it for celebrity news. We'll just do our Bachelor t- Mentel All. Let's talk about what happened recap. on the Tell
0: all last night. Bachelorette. It's coming there's only one episode left. It's down wow. to two guys, Nick and Josh. But Nick and Josh weren't there last so, night. And
2: what they do is Right before they have the final episode, they do this thing called the, either the Women Tell All, if it's the Bachelor, or the Men Tell All. If it's the Bachelorette, they get all the contestants back in the studio. Everyone
0: that's been kicked off.
2: And they do this kind of like ugh, weird like, round table. They all get to kind of like talk. Talk and, about
0: their experience on right, the show. And as
2: predicted, it was pretty cringeful. All the usual suspects chimed in as expected, so, like...
1: So they're all whining that they yeah, didn't Yeah, like that tattletale...
2: Well, they all have... They get to ask her. Like, a few of the guys, like Markel, um, Marcus, who was number three... Did, he was the third last person to be sent Not to home. profile, but I'm
1: guessing you're talking about the black guys? Marquel <laughs> was the black <laughs> guy,
2: and Marcus was the guy that... Um, he, she went on a hometown date with him.
1: Not to and profile. And then...
2: <laughs> he, she sent him home. Oh, Markell Markel and Marcus,
0: uh-huh.
2: you know. <laughs> but anyway, like, Pantopreneur is such an annoying tattletale. Yeah, Pantopreneur and sucks. He, um, he's the guy that made that supposedly tattled on Andrew, who he said made a racist comment during the first rose ceremony. He said something like, leaned over and whispered in his ear and said, oh, she's giving a rose to the blackies and yeah. he held on to that information like for weeks and weeks and weeks and then like um told Markel. tried
1: to use it strategically this was the, this was the rose ceremony in 1876 exactly <laughs> this is blackies no one
2: exactly no one um so that got brought up and rehashed in studio and, I mean, it's like there's no new evidence to be presented. No. So why are it we talking stupid. about it? It was stupid. It took up
0: half the show. It, it was, was stupid. But it did lead to sort of a backlash against J.J. Pantsapreneur when Chris, the probable next Bachelor, stepped and up the and only said, look, one who I don't can like make, you.
2: the only one that who, who can make a point.
0: Right. He sorted him out and – He doesn't
2: like J.J. And I guess J.J. called him a pussy JJ behind his back. J.J. called him a
0: pussy. That's right.
2: And so Chris really had to go at J.J. Yeah. And shut him up. And um, this is the
1: this is that farmer you're all hot and bothered about, right? Right. Yeah, he's
2: the only one that can string a legitimate (laughs) sentence together.
1: He's good. He doesn't talk. He
2: doesn't talk a lot because she talks a lot
1: about this guy. He's good looking. Yeah, she's she's into him. (laughs) This is the guy with the faux hawk and the super white teeth. Yeah, yeah, that's the guy. I mean, pretty 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 cool guy. yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, you know what? He's the best of the bad bunch.
0: This is this is personal with Kate. Ed, <laughs> yeah, she's a. Fan. I get it.
2: I um, get
1: it. L- listen, you better start whitening your teeth and getting a hawk. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I'm. I'm right behind him.
2: Um, poor old Cody, aka Macklemore, who's going to be on Bachelor in Paradise. He got to like ask Andy what went wrong. Like it's so embarrassing to yeah. me when they're like, "Why didn't you pick me?"
1: <laughs> uh, Ed, are you fired up for Bachelor in Paradise? Uh, it looks
2: so good. I, I th-
1: like I said, this show is like a bad penny. Just keeps turning up. There's yeah. no end in sight. Yeah, there's now well, another Bachelor show. It's like
2: it bridging have like, the gap. It doesn't yeah. have the same boring. The, um, the
1: one arm chick. The one arm
0: chick's gonna be there. Ed, Sarah. Claire from Sacramento gets all up in some drama. It's gonna be good, dude. Bachelor in Paradise coming up. Kate, what else happened?
2: Um, not much, really. Nothing happened. There was a, happened. some weird, there was a weird part where Chris Harrison let some random chick from the audience come down while he was, he had Chris right. on the couch yep. with him and they were having a, ch- like, an interview.
0: Petra from Canada. She
2: came and sat down on the couch because she wanted to meet Chris the farmer and then it turned into Chris Harrison allowing them to have, like, a quick speed date during weird. the commercial. It turns out that she's traveled all the way from Toronto to be in studio during the taping of the show, which is. I mean, huge red flag.
0: But she wasn't bad-looking, and I guarantee you that some producer she is fucking her right now. She, she, did not, she did not go back to Canada. She
2: was not good-looking. Sorry. So then they had this forced chat on the couch, um, and that's about it. At the end of the show, they show like Chris Harrison. like like It's all done. The taping's all done, and it's kind of like back backstage he's like walks into andy's room and he's like gives her this note folded piece of paper and he's like actually it looks like 10 pieces of paper folded over and he's like so this is a note from one of your two final guys i really think you should read it but do the what, do with it what guys, you will
1: are the two final guys in the studio no. no they
2: don't they don't come to men till all They're so there was so. a
0: twist at the end i don't think it changes anything it's just well, a I think red it, herring
2: no i think it's part of I think it's part of the storyline for next week. They're mm, prepping the mm-hmm. some storyline next week. So she's been given supposedly a letter that one of the guys has written her. And that's kind of how it ended. And you don't you you wonder how much of the drama of the show is manufactured for TV. I'd really like to know. Probably all of it.
0: Yeah, well I can't wait. Next week, the final of The Bachelor, Ed, I might reach out to our Good friend Jason Stewart, guy you've had beers with in New York City, sure. to see if he wants to come in with us and recount the end of The Bachelor. But so until next then,
1: week is the end. Next week is the
0: end. Next next week's yeah. the end. So you you get a break for a while.
2: Well, so, until Bachelor in Paradise, starts. right?
1: Well, I'll be I'll be thankfully out of the country when Bachelor in Paradise. Oh my God!
0: <laughs> Don't say that. Well, we'll figure out something to do. All right, Ed, excellent job as always.
1: Absolutely, really great job, of us.
0: Proud, yeah. yeah, proud of me, proud of you, proud of Fancy Sauce. Uh, we'll do it again next week. All right, sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, for Ed daily for Fancy Sauce, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from the BallerLifestyle.com. We'll see you next week.